Thus saith the high and lofty one that inhabiteth this eternity, whose name is holy. I dwell in the high and holy place with him also that is of a contrite and humble spirit, revive the spirit of the humble, and to revive the heart of the contrite one. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise you, the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Venite. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. O worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness, let the whole earth stand in awe of him. For he cometh, for he cometh to judge the earth, and with righteousness to judge the world and the peoples with his truth. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was, As it was in the beginning, is now, now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 44. We have heard with our ears, O God. Our fathers have told us, what thou hast done in their time of old. How thou hast driven out the heathen with thy land, hand, and planted our fathers in. How thou hast destroyed the nations and made the people to flourish. They got not the land in possession through their own sword, neither was it their own arm that helped them. But thy right hand and thine arm, and the light of thy countenance, because thou hast a favor unto them. Thou art my king, O God, said, Help unto Jacob. Through thee will we overthrow our enemies, and in thy name we will tread them under that rise up against us. For I will not trust in my bow, it is not my sword that shall help me. But it is thou that savest us from our enemies, and puttest them to confusion that hate us. We make our boast of God all day long, and will praise thy name forever. But now thou art far off, and puttest us to confusion, and goest not forth with our armies. Makest us to turn our backs upon our enemies, so that they which hate us spoil our goods. Thou lettest be eaten up like sheep, and hast scattered us among the heathen. Thou sellest thy people for naught, and takest no money for them. Thou makest us to be rebuked of our neighbors, to be laughed to scorn and had in derision of them that are round about us. So makest us to be a byword among the nations, and let the people shake their heads at us. My confusion is daily before me, and the shame of my face hath covered me. For the voice of the slander and blasphemer, or the enemy and avenger. And though all this be upon us, yet we do not forget thee, nor behave ourselves forwardly in thy covenant. Our heart is not turned back, neither are steps gone out of thy way. 
No, not when thou hast smitten us into the place of dragons and covered us with the shadow of death. If we have forgotten the name of our God, holding up our hands to any strange God, shall not God search it out, for he knoweth the very secrets of the heart. For thy sake also are we killed all the day long, and are counted as sheep appointed to be slain. Up, Lord, why sleepest thou? Awake, and be not absent from us forever. Wherefore hidest thou face, and forgettest our misery and trouble? For our soul is brought low, even unto the dust. Our belly cleaveth unto the ground. Arise and help us, and deliver us, for thy mercy's sake. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 34th chapter, the book of Deuteronomy. Then Moses went up from the plains of Moab to Mount Nebo, to the top of Pis Pisgah, which is across from Jericho. And the Lord showed him all the land of Gilead, as far as Dan, all Naphtali and the land of Ephraim and Manasseh, all the land of Judah, as far as the western sea, the south and the plain of the valley of Jericho, the city of palm trees, as far as Zoar. Then the Lord said to him, This is the land of which I swore to give Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, saying, I will give it to your descendants. I have caused you to see it with your eyes, but you shall not cross over there. So Moses, the servant of the Lord, died there in the land of Moab, according to the word of the Lord. And he buried him in a valley in the land of Moab, opposite Beth Peor. But no one knows his grave to this day. Moses was 120 years old when he died. His eyes were not dim, nor his natural vigor diminished. And the children of Israel wept for Moses in the plains of Moab thirty days. So the days of weeping and mourning for Moses ended. Now Joshua, the son of Nun, was full of the spirit of wisdom, for Moses had laid his hands on him. So the children of Israel heeded him, and did as the Lord had commanded Moses. But since there has not arisen in Israel a prophet like Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face, in all the signs and wonders which the Lord sent him to do in the land of Egypt before Pharaoh, before all his servants, in all his land, and by all that mighty power and all the great terror which Moses performed in the sight of all Israel. Here is the first lesson. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwells between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Here begins the 31st verse of the fourth chapter, the Gospel according to St. Luke. Then he went down to Capernaum, a city of Galilee, and was teaching them on the Sabbath. And they were astonished at his teaching, for his word was with authority. Now in the synagogue there was a man who had a spirit of an unclean demon, and he cried out with a loud voice, saying, Let us alone. What have we to do with you, Jesus of Nazareth? 
Did you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be quiet and come out of him. And when the demon had thrown him in their midst, it came out of him and did not hurt him. Then they were all amazed and spoke among themselves, saying, What a word is that this is. For with authority and power he commands the unclean spirits, and they come out. And the report about him went out into every place in the surrounding region. Now he arose from the synagogue and entered Simon's house. But Simon's wife's mother was sick with a high fever, and they made request of him concerning her. So he stood over her and rebuked the fever, and it left her. And immediately she arose and served them. When the sun was setting, all those who had any that were sick with various diseases brought them to him. And he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. And demons also came out of many, crying out and saying, You are the Christ, the Son of God. And he, rebuking them, did not allow them to speak, for they knew that he was the Christ. Here ends the second lesson. Benedictus S. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David. As he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies, from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers, and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham, that he would give us, that we being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him, all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people for the remission of their sins. Through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. 
and take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O God, the strength of all those who put their trust in thee, mercifully accept our prayers, and because, through the weakness of our mortal nature, we can do no good thing without thee, grant us the help of thy grace, that in keeping thy commandments we may please thee, both in will and deed, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, whose knowledge of standeth our eternal life, whose surface is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, and all assaults our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, Defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we may fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governments may be righteous in thy sight. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning. In the first two weeks of Trinity season, our Old Testament readings have been finishing up the story of the Exodus. The remainder of the morning readings during the Trinity season will tell the story of Israel as a nation, conquering the land God has given them, establishing the line of King David and Solomon building the first temple. After Solomon's death, we'll hear the division of the Jewish people into two competing kingdoms, led by an increasingly bad series of kings until both Israel and then Judah are conquered and carried into captivity. In the first week of Trinity, the readings from Numbers continued a key theme of Exodus, that the Israelites were chronically ungrateful and unfaithful. In contrast, this week's readings from Numbers have been about the inevitability of the greatness of Israel. God's people are who are blessed by the Lord Almighty and about to fulfill their destiny by creating the nation of Israel in the Promised Land. If you handed somebody the Bible but never read it, as a piece of literature, the reader might expect that the Exodus is just a temporary aberration and then with the end of this phase, once the Israelites make it to their new home, problems will be over. But instead, everything is not all milk and honey. As we learn from living in the daily office every year, main major theme of the Old Testament is the brokenness and faithlessness of the Israelites as a whole, as well as the infinite patience of our Heavenly Father. And this is one of the themes of today's Psalms. Our Old Testament cycle shows that one response to God's promises and patience is a faithful remnant that remains obedience to God's call no matter what others are doing. In good times, they pursue a deeper relationship with God, and in bad times, they're the only ones who are obedient to God. Those of us doing the daily office this Saturday morning are following the call by English theologian Martin Thornton to be a remnant of an Anglican parish through a rule of life that includes the Eucharist, personal prayer, and daily observance of morning and evening prayer. Even more than the remnant, the most visible exception to the disobedience of the nation of Israel are that small number of faithful leaders who both listen to God and follow what he directs them to do. Beyond the numerous prophets, the high point of the nation's favor with God comes with King David, whose descendant becomes our promised Messiah but that is all much later. This morning we read the final chapter of Deuteronomy, which marks the end of the Torah, the first five books of the Hebrew Bible on the basis of Jew Jewish law. 
It also closes the story of Moses, the lawgiver, the dominant figure of the Torah, who leads them out of captivity and is effectively founder of their new nation and its new homeland. This historical importance of Moses and God's plan is confirmed in the New Testament with the Transfiguration. As reported by the three synoptic gospels in the Transfiguration, Peter, James, and John see Moses the lawgiver and Elijah the great prophet alongside Jesus, who is greater than these great leaders of the Hebrew faith. Despite being such a great leader of Israel, today's reading confirms God's admonishment to Moses that he will not enter into the promised land. However, our gracious Lord shows the promised land to Moses in his dying days and explain how this land fulfills the promises of Genesis, the first book of the Torah, the promises God made to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. These promises were explicitly called out nine days ago in the first chapter of Luke as part of the great song of Mary that we call the Magnificat, when it says, as he promised to our forefathers, Abraham and his seed forever. Luke is my favorite of all the Gospels because it provides historical facts we don't get anywhere else. The first two chapters of Luke include the details of his incarnation and birth, both that allow us to have Christmas carols and Christmas pageants, as well as the three major canticles of the daily office, both the Benedictus, the second canticle we said this morning, and the two canticles we say every evening prayer. Over the next 11 weeks, we will continue to the final chapter of Luke, where Luke 24 is the only gospel to report the road to Emmaus and then the ascension of Christ into heaven. Luke also offers unique details about Jesus' cousin, John the Baptist, including his conception, birth, and early ministry. As we heard yesterday on his feast day, John the Baptist is the messenger promised in Malachi 3, the last of the old prophets pointing the way to the coming Messiah. Prophet who is called, as John said yesterday, to prepare the way of the Lord. But in Wednesday's Luke 3 reading, we heard nearly the last of John when he baptized Jesus. He only makes one more appearance in Luke's gospel, a week from Thursday, when John's followers ask Jesus to explain if and then how he is the Messiah, allowing Jesus to spell out how all his actions fulfill the messianic prophecies. After Wednesday's baptism, Luke naturally spends the remaining 21 chapters of the gospel on the gospel message, i.e. the story of Jesus' ministry. Thursday, Jesus was tempted in the wilderness. On Friday, if not for the Feast of St. John, we would have heard Jesus reading in his hometown synagogue and concluding that today the scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. He then famously observes that a prophet is without honor in his own country. Today's passage from Luke 4 sets the tone for Jesus' entire three-year ministry. First, he sets up shop in Capernaum, a small village on the north shore of the Sea of Galilee. In Galilee, he then calls the three leaders of his apostles, Peter, James, and John, as well as Andrew, the first evangelist of the New Testament who shared the good news of the gospel. His ministry is so identified with Galilee as that both Luke and Mark report in Gethsemane, Peter is identified as being a follower of Jesus with the observation, he is a Galilean. But most of all in these 11 verses, through these earliest of miracle in Luke Gospels, we see the revelation of who Jesus really is. Throughout his ministry, some in Israel consider Jesus to be just a great prophet like Elijah. But then, as reported by Matthew, Mark, and Luke, Jesus asks, who, that you say, who do you say that I am? Peter correctly answers, 
You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. We now return to page 18 of the prayer book. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of man, that thou wouldst be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth and hold the faith in unity of spirit in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are in any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate. Then we please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings, a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we thine unworthy servants do give thee most humble and hearty thanks, all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise, not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving ourselves up to thy service by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness 